Hello, and welcome to the Art of Management podcast, where we will help you, the practice owner, reach the full potential of your practice. I'm Janice Wheeler, the president of AMI. Thank you so much for checking our podcast, and I hope you find this episode super useful. Hi there. Today's topic is why bosses might get cranky. I thought this was an interesting one to do because uh, it happens. Like anyone else, there are days when a boss might get a little cranky or irritated or frustrated, upset. But for many, they feel like it's because they have the weight of the world on their shoulders. They own a business. They aren't trained to run a business. And at the same time, they have to treat patients all day long. And it's hard to do both at the same time especially when you have not been schooled in how to do so. For instance, bet you didn't know when you graduated that you were going to be signing up for the following. To have to work out how to make payroll every week and make your rent payment every month or your mortgage if you own the building. Bet you didn't know how many suppliers you were going to have to deal with and how to make those decisions on who to use. Bet you didn't know you had to negotiate on insurances of various types and find the right company with the right fit for what you want. You may not have counted on having to figure out what computer system was going to be the best one to buy and whether you've got the best possible price or you need to shop around or even understand what the computer system can do for you. And then, of course, you have to learn it so that you can keep track of what's going on in it instead of relying on staff to know every single thing and you know nothing. Um, Bet you didn't know (laughs) that when it came time to hiring staff and interviewing applicants and candidates that you were going to have to figure out which ones are the right ones from doing this interview. Um, Have you ever had to do performance reviews with your staff every three months? or at least once a year and do it in such a way that the person comes out um, knowing some more as a staff member about what you expect of them and ways that they can uh, improve but without caving them in or making them upset. Uh, Fine art being able to do that. Um, You also, did you know that you are responsible for establishing the practice policy in writing so that people can follow it and to make sure job descriptions are written and up to date. Um, How about training your staff in how you want things done in your practice and having that in writing if at all possible so that future hires don't have to take up your time teaching them yet again. Uh, Have you ever made a mission statement for your practice and Now you have to be the cheerleader for the practice to get everybody to buy into that so that you're all focused on the same thing and going in the same direction. Um, Often when uh, you start a practice, you did not realize how many staff conflicts and issues can arise where you're like the referee and the solver of all of these major blow-ups sometimes. I've heard about some interesting arguments with staff, with uh, patients present even, and they should never ever happen in a practice. And there are ways to prevent it. 
that weren't done in advance of it happening. Um, did you know you were going to have to work out vacation time so as not to wreck the practice income at the same time since there are ongoing bills to pay? Sometimes staff insist that they, three of them all have to go on the same week and you aren't intending to be closed, but you're going to have to because you don't have the staff to man the practice while they all go at the same time. Or you say, no, you're going to have to decide which of you are taking this week and which of you are taking that week and space them out a bit so that your patients get ideal care because bottom line, everything you're doing is so that the patients that come into your practice get the care that they deserve to have. So what about having to deal with difficult patients or clients? Has that ever happened to you where you are confronted with an angry patient? They didn't like the billing system. They didn't like being charged for a cancellation fee, you know, that kind of thing. So um, that's another not fun thing that you have to confront. Then again, there's working out handlings for broken equipment that is uh, slowing down everything because your autoclave broke or your microscope broke or your, you know, you ran out of PPE so you can't actually uh, be properly gowned and masked and so on. Um, that's another one. Um, then there's uh, deciding whether or not to buy your own location. This is sort of a bigger issue. Like, uh, should I buy my equipment? Um, sorry, should I buy my location or should I rent? And how can I afford it? That kind of thing. Uh, there's other examples like, okay, is it time to get an associate in the practice? Um, there comes a point where if everything is, is as efficient as humanly possible to, um, that, and you're fully booked on this totally, it cannot be improved beyond this point, efficiency, there comes a point where you go, I can't see everybody. I'm booked out four weeks now, and there's patients that are phoning in or potential new patients that can't find an opening because we are so packed and you are starting to lose business at this point so is that the time to get an associate or do you wait till you're two months booked out and then start moving the patients that are booked far out as soon as you get an associate in are you going to hire an associate part-time are you going to hire them full-time and go for go for it um, because in an ideal world you don't want to have part-time associates if you can avoid it because they're working for somebody else in town in order to make enough money to live. And, you know, there can be an exchange of patients. Uh, they're not dedicated to your practice. They're not, their heart is not in following through with every patient because they're probably not going to be there permanently. You know, there's various things. Oh, which brings up another point. When, how do you decide when you should make an associate a partner or should you make them a partner? Many of our clients are anti-partnerships. And uh, they do have their downside um, because you're not two identical people with two identical philosophies on everything. And it's always better to be maintaining the 51% where you are the bottom line person making decisions. But sometimes that's not ideal for you either. So you have to consider should you have a partner need I go on and on and on? I think that there are so many things that while you're trying to be the doctor and wear your hat as the doctor all day, 
you know, it's enough to crack you sometimes as a person. Um, you know, taking psych drugs to handle that is not necessarily the correct solution at all, but rather to learn the management tools that you need in order to handle these things. You went to school to become a healthcare professional, but the CEO training was not in the curriculum. So what can you do about this? First of all, show this to your staff so they understand why you might be cranky sometimes, not justifying for you to be cranky, but what they can do to help keep your equilibrium good at all times. Because a happy boss is the end goal of staff. Makes your life a lot easier, right? And the thing to understand really and completely is that the reason that any staff work in the practice at all is to take the load off the owner. I mean, you as the practitioner, you could be there all by yourself, but who's going to answer the phones? Ha! Okay, good. So you hire a receptionist and you put her on the job and you teach her what she needs to know to do an awesome job there. Now you've got one hat taken off of you. We call this shedding hats. So this, um, you know, it just means, for example, when you get busy as a single person in the practice and need help, you have to take off the hats one at a time that you can give to someone and train them on it so they can do it for you. And they're wearing that hat on your behalf because you are the owner of the business. And this is an important point. Sometimes um, staff don't realize the true reason that they're there is to facilitate you to make your life easier so that you can do a better job with the patients because bottom line again everything you're doing is so that the patient gets ideal care now for staff to really take care of you and wear their hats it's to save the owner's sanity and they can keep their job longer because if you get a cranky upset boss who isn't being taken care of you tend to want to fire people and to let them go and try getting somebody else who will take care of you. And you deserve that because you are doing, uh, um, you're doing the doctoring hat, right? So if you look at it this way, that every person who works for the owner is there to back up the owner and make the business successful, which means giving the patients ideal care. There are a lot of functions that must occur every day and every week and every month to have a big, beautiful, productive practice, and one person can't do them all alone. I know doctors who drive themselves crazy trying to take on everything on their own plate instead of training uh, people to do it for them and buying themselves some loafing time, some time off, you know? Um, so. Anyways, um, so it is very important to keep in mind that the whole practice is there for the ultimate purpose, though, of giving patients the ideal care they deserve to have. If that's the bottom line that we're all working towards, then keeping the boss sane and happy and delivering that is very important. So there you go. That's today's uh, topic. I hope that you enjoyed that. It's kind of a different way of looking at things and I hope I didn't depress you but rather give you the idea of these are things that you need to put into place and take care of and learn how to delegate and train others that you delegate to to do it to your standards. So there you go. Helpful hints. Bye for now. 
Well, we hope you enjoyed that episode. If you feel your practice should be doing better, please reach out to us for our free practice analysis by going to our website at amican.com. That's A-M-I-C-A-N.com or call us at 416-466-6217. We have worked with more than 1,800 clients over the last 31 years and helped them take full control of their practices without sacrificing their precious family time. Also on our website, you can subscribe to our newsletter for helpful tips on how to manage your practice.